Welcome back to All Things Skin. I'm your host, Dr. Missy Clifton, and I'm here with Lexi Field. Hello, hello. Hello, Miss Lexi. Well, listeners, we left you last time talking about skin during pregnancy. Today, we're getting in depth on the things that nobody tells you about. What happens to your skin after that sweet baby has arrived? That's honestly what I'm most scared about. (laughs) (laughs) So if you weren't tuned in last time, you may not know that our sweet Lexi, who is a cosmetic coordinator at Premier Dermatology, is expecting a baby boy in July. Very exciting. (laughs) We're very excited for you. We are. So let's talk about, pardon me, I'm afraid to talk about this, but I know I need to hear it and I want to hear it from you. What causes these big changes, I feel like, after pregnancy? Well, there are big changes. Your body's gone through a lot. You've brought a human into the world, for heaven's sake. So there's there's very quick hormonal shifts. There's lots of fluid shifts. A lot of times when you're swollen during pregnancy and um, it takes a while for that to kind of go away. We're having a lot less sleep than we usually get mm-hmm. because we have a human to take care of. Um, the stress of having a newborn is real. It's good stress. But it's stress nevertheless. And all of these things can stress your skin and lead to acne or melasma or hyperpigmentation. Um, It's really really kind of a mixed bag of what you can get once that baby gets delivered. So I feel like, especially with the patients that I see, the number one thing that they are left with after pregnancy is melasma. Yes. So melasma is super common. Um, It is a hyperpigmentation that is due to increased levels of estrogen and progesterone during pregnancy. It's also contributed to by sun exposure. Um, So that combination really does lead people to have little blotches and patches of dark skin that they don't love very much. makes them feel old and like their skin's worn out. Mm -hmm. So the beautiful thing is that there are lots of treatments for melasma these days. And once you're finished nursing, there are really powerful things that we can do to really reverse it. While a mama is still nursing, though, there are things that we can do that are that are mild, um, like in-office treatments with hydrofacial and other things that have antioxidants that really infuse that and moisture into the skin to really help the skin heal and repair itself as those hormonal changes kind of subside. Because a lot of melasma will just go away as those natural hormones just kind of come back to normal. So another thing that we had discussed at our last visit um, was hair loss, because right now I was telling you my hair is feeling amazing, everything's just looking wonderful, but I am so afraid of what the aftermath will be. Well, Lexi, this is something that terrifies a lot of women, and it is fascinating. We look really glowy and beautiful in pregnancy a lot of times, and our hair is fabulous. And the reason is because our hair shifts into the antigen or growth phase almost completely while you're pregnant. So your hair gets thicker and shinier and longer, and it's just fabulous. But after we deliver, about three months later, our hair kind of shifts back into that telogen or resting phase. So not all of the hair shifts back into the resting phase, but a significant amount does. And once that happens, we start to really see the hair fall out. And it's very, very stressful for women because they're used to having this fabulous hair. They're already kind of stressed out and have a lot going on taking care of a baby, and then they're losing their hair. So 
telogen is the resting phase, and effluvium means hair fallout. And so the, the cause is, or the name of the cause is telogen effluvium. And it's something that usually normalizes on its own. It can take three to six months once it starts for it to kind of normalize. And most of the time, we don't have to do any treatment with it. Very, very rarely it continues longer than that and can become chronic. And if that's the case, there are in-office treatments like PRP um, and other other options that we have to really help your scalp really shift back into that more normalized pattern. So at what point, so worst case scenario, this beautiful boy comes out, everything's magical, but I'm starting to know this very significant hair loss. At what point is it safe to, I guess, see a dermatologist about this and be like, okay, I think this is not necessarily postpartum. I feel like maybe this is something else or maybe it's just worse than I had thought it was going to be. So certainly it's always a good idea if you feel like something just feels a little bit off to check with your dermatologist. Other things can cause hair loss, uh, like thyroid abnormalities, like anemia, um, and that can be very common after pregnancy, uh, if especially if there was a lot of bleeding during delivery. So those are things that do need to be checked, especially if you feel like the hair loss is more out of bounds than what you expected it to be. Um, so those are definitely things that, that we like to check and make sure that are normal as well. Usually it is just this natural hormonal shift and nothing else going on. Um, but I would say after about three months of fallout, so six months after delivery, if you really feel like the hair loss is still pretty significant, you definitely need to come in and let's let's check some things. Gotcha. So another topic is what happens to our body post-pregnancy. <laughs> I giggle because I just, these are, you know, your friends tell you things, your mother tells you things, but you never know what's going to happen until you truly live through it. That's correct. So um, talk to me a little bit more about maybe why spider veins are happening. Okay. So it's really common, especially as your tummy gets bigger, um, that the blood flow down to your legs and feet is fine, but it's becomes a little more sluggish trying to get back up into the body beyond that big belly. So a lot of times we do experience lower extremity swelling during pregnancy. And when that happens, especially when it happens long term, it causes those little veins to dilate and then make little spider veins that are that are evident at the surface. Gotcha. And as far as spider veins go, um, it, do we offer a treatment at Premier? We do, don't we? For just mild spider veins, not for the deep ones. We do. We do. Um, I would say first in pregnancy and postpartum, though, get some compression stockings. Okay. And immediately when you start noticing some swelling, if you can, if you can wear those during the day when you're up on your feet, that really does help to prevent them in a lot of cases. And then... After the baby's born, if they still persist, uh, especially once you're finished nursing, we can do sclerotherapy, which is an injection of um, a medicine called polydocanol that doesn't burn like the old saline used to. And it's very effective for sealing off those little tiny spider veins. We also have laser for some areas um, that, that can develop spider veins, even around the nose and the face. Um, you can get those from hormonal fluctuations during pregnancy. So we usually laser those. Um, if someone has true bulging varicose veins, though, that's more of a vascular surgeon appointment to really address kind of the malfunction of the veins in those areas that are causing that. 
So here's the real question. What am I gonna do with my leftover back fat and love handles? (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? Fat starts accumulating in places you didn't know that it could accumulate. Uh, It is really interesting what happens during pregnancy with that. So the good news is, you're, a lot of this is going to go back to normal, Lexi. You're going to so do they great. Say. <laughs> you're going to do great. You're going to do great. But it is true that pregnancy pretty much changes your body forever. And there will be areas that have fat that didn't have fat. There will be areas of skin laxity and stretching and things that you didn't expect. And the good news is there's lots of things we can do about that. So as far as this little pockets of extra fat, cool sculpting is magical for that. Um, it's really, really good for people that have, you know, maybe a little extra fat, but also some stretch marks and some skin laxity. We can do body type. We can do a little liposuction. We can do Morpheus, which is a radiofrequency microneedling treatment that helps to tighten the skin back up. That's great for any areas like the tummy. Um, that have really gotten stretched and have even stretch marks on them. The, these treatments can actually help to minimize those those stretch marks as well. Can those type of treatments also help with C-section scars? So yes, certainly anything like microneedling is going to you know break up any type of scar and help with any type of scar. Most C-section scars um, start out a little bit pink and then they flatten out and kind of fade to flesh color over time. But some people develop hypertrophic scars or keloids. And hypertrophic scars are scars that just get thick and pink. And keloids are scars that actually get super thick and pink and bigger than the actual incision site. And those require medical treatment. So a lot of times those require compression, they require steroid injections and things like that that your dermatologist can definitely do. Um, And then also, just for the scar over time, once it's flat, uh, we can do Morpheus, we can do microneedling, can do topicals to help minimize um, the appearance of that scar. What would you say the timeline looks like on these treatments as well? Because I feel like I have a lot of pregnant patients that they're calling and asking these types of questions while the baby's not even born yet. Do you have a certain timeline that you like to go by to know that their bodies are somewhat back to normal in a healthier state that they could do treatments like this? Yes, I really would give your body at least three months um, before you even start anything, you know, even non-aggressive. If you have really, really red stretch marks, at about three to six months, I can recommend doing a little bit of laser to kind of minimize the redness. Once you're finished nursing, then there are much more aggressive options, um, like the microneedling, like topical medications like retinol, um, and things that can really help to rebuild the skin. So I know at Premier, we also have a fabulous device that helps with pelvic floor concerns. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Yes, definitely. And, you know, postpartum, this is a real thing. You know, I didn't really have any issues with incontinence with my first pregnancy. She was, I was little with her kind of snuck up on me when I was in med school and got pregnant with Allie. Um, and she she came out perfectly. Everything was easy. Everything was fine. But then a few years later, I got pregnant with my beautiful twins, Sam and Sophie. And boy, did I get really huge. I weighed in over 200 the day I delivered. 
and uh, my pelvic floor went under some stress during that time. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Definitely. So two babies. In yeah, there. <laughs> it was it was a lot. So, you know, every time I would sneeze or God forbid, try to do a jumping jack or something after their delivery, there was some incontinence issues going on. And it didn't matter how many Kegels I did. They can say, you know, you can do Kegels till the end of time and it doesn't always rebuild that pelvic floor. But thankfully, we do have a completely non-invasive treatment called Mcella mm-hmm. that I personally have done postpartum and now I can actually jump on a trampoline without embarrassing it's so myself. It's very exciting. <laughs> so yeah, it's so great to be in this day and age when there are so many options, a lot of them very non-invasive and non-painful. Um, to really reverse some of the damage that pregnancy causes to our bodies. And with that particular device, too, as I recall, you don't even have to take your pants off. You can just literally sit on this chair fully clothed. And yes, it's really fascinating. It's electromagnetic radiation that just penetrates through the clothing into the pelvic floor. And it's basically like doing thousands and thousands of Kegels um, just in a few minutes. And it's a series of treatments, but it does work extremely well. It's interesting. It even works for men that are having erectile dysfunction or incontinence issues. Yes, because it rebuilds that structure of the pelvic floor. So it is a fascinating concept, and it, it really works well. So what is your mental health standpoint on all of this that we've been discussing? Because I feel like that's another thing that patients come in and They've had the baby, they're doing the breastfeeding, they're stressed, they're trying to adjust to a new schedule, and they're like, will I ever get my old body back? Well, so, you know, there's something to be said for the old body. It it, it was perfect back in the day, and, you know, you, you kind of have a badge of honor when you have a baby. You know, you've literally brought a human into the world, so you need to sort of give yourself a little, little slack. And really appreciate yourself for what your body's been through and what you're doing. And realize that the vast majority of what you're going through seems really bad at the beginning because it all hits you kind of at once. But over time, your body really does adapt and you will become more confident in your new skin over time. Well, Lexi, this has been fun. I'm so glad you were here with me today. Thank you for coming to join me on All Things Skin. Thank you. So listeners, please follow All Things Skin on your favorite podcast platform. Join us next time as we get more in-depth on All Things Skin. Please reach out to us at allthingsskin at premierderm.net also. We would love to hear your comments and hear your questions and answer those in any future podcasts that we have. Thank you for tuning in again, and we will see you back at All Things Skin.